Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. If you're joining me on Facebook, if you're joining me on Twitter, I always appreciate it. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you like, make sure you leave those, excuse me, make sure that you leave those five stars. You know, I have been accused in the past um, by people, some people who may have been listening to the podcast of making things about race that um, should not be about race. I have always, I have always operated underneath the guys that if I'm talking about race, it's definitely, it definitely should be about race. I don't believe I've ever just thrown race into something where race had nothing to do with it because I'm very sensitive about the fact that I want to be respected um, in my field for what I do um, as an educator, as a coach, as a journalist, as a commentator. I want to be respected. I I can't hide the fact that I'm black. So that doesn't necessarily need to be said. However, when there, when there are, are times where being a black man hinders your opportunity, I am going to address it. When there are times where being a black man affects you negatively because of the stigma behind you, I'm going to address it. So I've always done that. But this is different. If anyone, has anyone ever heard of the term passing? The term passing was given on back in the day to black people who probably either were not, you know, um, well, black people who were light enough that they could pass for white. And the idea was that they they passed because the advantages were to being white or else why would someone feel the need to deny who they were or to suppress? I won't even say deny. Why would they feel the need to suppress who they were in order to get ahead in life? I, I, I say that because we've seen this story before. By the way, it was the same thing with Jewish people. So many Jewish people taking on different last names so that they were not identified as Jewish. They were passing. They were passing. So then that brings me back to Mike McDaniel, who I, who now obviously the head football coach at Miami. And, you know, when it came out that he was, in fact, black, I had reservations. Not that I didn't believe that he had some black in him, that he came from, you know, a line that had black in him. That wasn't what I was, what I was upset about. What I was really more upset about is that it, it never came up before outside because we heard, oh, well, he had said something to players or he had said something 
privately, but publicly, it was never made a big deal until he was up for a head coaching job. And my problem is, how is it that the person who is actively trying to not be identified as black gets an opportunity to gives an opportunity to to get something to make to 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 get ahead I'm stumbling through this but how does somebody who's not trying to who's actively not trying to identify as black how is that person able to get ahead because they're black meanwhile the people who are clearly black cuz they can't hide it have to continue to be pushed aside. Why? Because they're black. My issue isn't necessarily with Mike McDaniel outside of the fact that I would have loved to, for him to have owned up and said, hey, listen, I, do, I don't identify as black. I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have appreciated that honesty. I would have, I would have applauded that bravery because he probably would have gotten killed in the short term. But man, that's his reality. Go and try to Google something about him being black before this recent news cycle leading up to the coaching hires. Go try to find something about him being a black man in college. Go try to find something about him being a black man in high school. You got to do a whole lot of searching. If you do, please, in the comments, leave a comment where you found something. Leave the link. I want to read it. At every turn, this man has played the good old boy white book playbook to a white boy playbook to a T. Think about it. What's his background in football? How did he get his jobs? Friends. Roll with his homeboys. His homeboy got the leg up, so his homeboy pulled him with him. He goes from he goes from, from a position coach to a coordinator where he's not even really the play caller to a head coach in, in, in record time. This is not the playbook that black coaches are afforded. This is not the playbook that black coach that leads black coaches to head coaching jobs. We've only ever really seen two examples of young black men without a ton of experience being given the opportunity to be in charge of to be in charge of of um an NFL team in most cases in most cases black men have to wait they have to they have to go up the the the, 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 the chain they don't get an opportunity to skip so when i think about the passing game that was played it really is a slap in the face to me that san francisco 
is awarded an extra draft pick because they got one of their minorities hired as a head coach. It's a slap in the face to me that Miami gets an opportunity to, to say that they hired a minority. When anybody looking, anybody watching can see this don't, this don't feel right. I want you to ask yourself the question. If you heard Mike McDaniel use the N-word, if you heard him use the N-word, would you not cringe? And don't give me the, oh, well, I would cringe if anybody says it. Listen, I'm a black man. I don't use the word. I hear friends and associates who are black use the word. I hear kids who are black use the word. And when I hear it, I don't cringe. When I hear it, I just go, because uh, I don't use the word, but I don't cringe. If a white person uses the word, I cringe and get a little bit fired up inside. Like, how dare you? How dare you? If I heard Mike McDaniel use the N-word, I would, like, my eyes would get big. I would get the saucer eyes. I would get the Dragon Ball Z eyes. The anime eyes. Because that doesn't sound natural to me. That would not sound or look like a black man using the N-word. Now, I'm not excusing. Again, I don't use the word. And every time I hear black men say or use the word, I just go, hmm. But it's a part of, of things, you know. I get it. So as a black man, Mike McDaniel saying that word should not conjure up any type of feelings, except I'm just being honest. If he said the word, I would be like, and then I'd get angry. And then I would have to go, oh, wait a minute, how do, I, how do I feel about that? Because he is a black man, right? Except, uh, who knew it? I'm all for equality. I'm all for equality. I'm all for everybody having the opportunity to be represented, right? I don't need loopholes in the representation. I don't need loopholes in the representation, right? I don't need the, I don't even really rock with y'all like that dude being the one that gets to represent us. Again, that's, it's really, it's not a lot really against him outside of the fact that he uncomfortably accepts the fact that People now know that he's a black man. 
he's never looked comfortable every time it's a, it's approached. And I personally don't think that the Miami media, especially the minorities in that in that area, have done anywhere near as good a job of mining this story as they should, of of really putting to the test his comfortability with that. Because I don't know a black man alive who's not comfortable with being black that is still actively trying to be black. Every black man that I know that's uncomfortable being black is actively trying to disassociate themselves from black. And in that case, if Mike McDaniel is a guy who's trying to disassociate himself from being black, then he should not be out here reaping the benefits of a black man, of being a black man. No one should be applauded for hiring a black man if Mike McDaniel is that black man. Not when we have actual legit black men out here who've put in way more work, who've done way, who's done way more, who've been in charge of way more, and is still out here fighting the fight to get that opportunity that Mike McDaniel was just able to swoop in and get. I'm sorry. It's not right. And it still doesn't sit well with me, even as we go into training camp. And again, Part of this isn't even on Mike McDaniel. Part of this has nothing to do with Mike McDaniel, and it has everything to do with the, with the thought process about how we look at race in these power positions. How our perception is about race in these power positions. Brian Flores went in and made the Dolphins a credible football team again. And for that, and for that, he was shown the door. Why? Because they were trying to bring in a white guy. Because they were trying to bring in a guy and then bring in Tom Brady. See, we now we uncover all of the layers once all the information comes out. Well, why was Brian Flores out there? Because we were told, oh, it was the relationships. He had bad relationships with players and blah, blah, blah. And maybe he did, right? But he clearly didn't have such bad relationships with players that they wouldn't actually play for him because they were out there competing. And we've seen players who shut it down on a coach. See Jacksonville. Right, we've seen players shut it down on a coach. See Miami pre Brian Flores, but he was shown the door because Miami thought they were going to be able to pull this magic trick. Right, pull this magic trick and get Sean Payton from New Orleans and Tom Brady to come in as their quarterback. They were about to get rid of the coach that they hired that's done a good job, and get rid of the quarterback that they drafted in the first round who hasn't even really had an opportunity to do a good or bad job because he's been injured. That's how they got down. And then as a consolation, they went out and hired a quote-unquote black man. 
Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Every time I say it, it's comical to me. It's comical. Not because I don't believe that he has genes and lineage that's going to trace back to black. I could see some traces. I can see it. Kind of, sort of, maybe. It's not that. It's that there's no, there's no identity there. Nothing about this guy screams that. Nothing. Nothing about this guy screams. I'm happy to be identified that way. So why should I embrace it? Does that make me wrong? I'm really legitimately asking, like, am I wrong for that? Am I wrong for having these feelings as if I'm just being duped, as if people are, are, are feeding me burger and trying to make me believe that it's steak? No, no, that really is steak. Yeah, no. Hey, that's ground sirloin. People are out here really believing that ground sirloin is the same quality as a steak. If it is, guess what, my friends? You need to get a better steak. So I feel a way about it. And I'm going to feel a way about it. It's not going anywhere. As we go in, I want people to constantly be reminding him that he represents us now. That he needs to be he needs to be pushing forth the effort for us to ascend. He's got the door open, and we need to demand the same thing out of Mike, out of Mike McDaniel as we demand out of our other black coaches. Remember when Lovey Smith took over? Like, here's the funny part, right? Bruce Arians gets a lot of credit for um, how 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 many minorities he had on his roster on his on his coaching staff, right? But when Lovey Smith was the head coach of the Bucks, there were black coaches all over the place. He even tried the nepotism route. I believe he had a couple sons on the on the um, coaching staff. But he was blown out of there before those guys had a chance to, to elevate when Tony Dungy was the head coach. There were a lot of black representatives on the team. It's not like it's something new for Tampa Bay. Those coaches, those black coaches that have had a chance to run that run that program, to be the head coach of that of that NFL team, they've done their part. Mike McDaniel, it's time for you to do your part. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to represent us. Yes, I said us. It's us. You can't, you can't come up off us and then forget we're there once you're in the position. That's not how this thing works. We, and I will be there to hold feet to the fire. I will reach out to black media members in Miami and or, my, or other minorities in Miami and wonder why they're not asking these questions of Mike McDaniel. At the end of the day, if he didn't ask for this, he needs to do something else. He needs to talk to someone else. Super late.
He needs to talk to someone else. He needs to let people know what's going on. Because right now, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. We do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. Till next time. Peace.